Just in and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The use of the bidet is spreading. I don't know if it's from me. Right. Actually, I do know it's from me. <laughs> I, I was talking about it, and my, my uh, brother-in-law was like, was like, yeah, we got it from you, and we will never go back. And I go, no one will ever go back. If you ever go to a bidet, you will never go back. Oh, that's right. We're right. We're not on the bidet right now. We're talking football. Yeah. Uh, at least we, you hope we're not on the bidet right now. That would not be cool. But what's up, man? You doing good? Good to have you back. It's been a long time. It has been a long Damn, time. Damn, you've been sitting on the bidet for a long time. I have, yeah. I mean, maybe. geez, it's getting a little awkward. I mean, the number of bidet uses between the last time I was on this podcast is a lot. It honestly. is a lot. Okay, good, good. Uh, no, it is good to be back. I've been listening. You and Paul Thank have been you. crushing it. Thank you. Uh, I was bummed I wasn't here during the whole quarterback rankings uh, hubbub with Zach Wilson, who is now the player of the podcast. Like, our, our future right. rides on rides Zach on Wilson. Rides on his success. Exactly. Yeah, no yeah. pressure, Zach, or anything. If, he, if he falters <laughs> at all in the NFL, yeah. this podcast goes away. Well, like, I, we cannot continue. Well, right. I'm glad you've been paying attention. I wish you were there for some of these, too. You know, you don't, you're always good with helping with the backlash and things like yes. that or making light of it. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. I mean, you know, again, Trevor Lawrence is going to be the number one pick. I had enough people in the NFL reach out to me already. That's what I told you before we started here today for me to go. I, I have, I'm in a good place with my Zach Wilson number one. I don't think I'm the only person or guy that's uh, in the NFL right. that uh, has him as the number one quarterback. They go, we'll, we won't put our name on it. No, like, well, we, we will not, not go put, out I'm there and help you. call these people out there, uh, uh-huh. but, but certainly – uh, that'll be fun to watch here and just see what the Jets do, all of that. But yeah. we got a lot of draft stuff coming up for no, us. But, but uh, I will say, though, yeah, and when that, when that happens, every, mm-hmm. every time that happens and you say something that you feel, and, you, and you've always mentioned this, you have a, a career in mind, maybe you're doing this in the future, and so you just want to be right. You don't want to create uh, waves and clickbait. It's not about waves. But right. what I'll say is that when you do this every time, yeah. clickbait is made everywhere else. Like, everywhere <laughs> else I look, it's like, Chris Sims has put Zach. It's like everyone accuses you of making clickbait stuff, which you do right. for everybody else. Everybody Everyone else, else writes it. an article about what you said. I, I no, no joke, <laughs> like, I, I, I literally was like, you know what? I, my rankings are becoming a pretty big deal. Yeah, uh, they are. Uh, for this is the first time this year I've kind of felt that way, and here's the funniest part about it. Why? Because, like, some TikToker, my little boy watches, who talks about yeah. football, quarterback, he did a thing on Chris Sims' top five rankings. Uh-huh. So that, I mean, that to me, when I was like, oh, I'm next level now. He goes, Dad, you've Super arrived. Superstar. I have arrived. arrived. Can you believe that he was excited to show They're me that? talking yeah. about you on the talk. Yeah. Uh, so today, so maybe, who knows, 
will create more waves today. We don't know. That can happen from time to time. We've got the wide receiver Woo! rankings. Some good ones. Uh, this is another really good class. Like right. Last year was a really good class, deep class. This one I'm interested to get into your head and yeah. see what you think and how this one compares to last year. Um, so we're going to get into your rankings. You think there, were, there are six worthy of being in the first round, I mean, right? Listen, maybe more in some in some capacity. Now, this is where I, this is where I, I get into this conversation, right? And just think of things like, you, you know, we've been working together for a while. All right, mm-hmm. like Hollywood Brown two years ago. Yeah, he goes in the first round. You know, I don't understand. You know, KJ Hamler comes out last year. He's the second round pick by the Broncos. I want to go. It's every bit as good, if not better, than what I saw from Hollywood Brown the year before. I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. Now I know he had a little injury concerns. Like I've always said, even back then, you know, the, the difference was Hollywood Brown got to play with Kyler Murray and Baker Mayfield, and K.J. Hamler at Penn State got to play with nobody, right? There's a few of those guys in this draft where I go Hollywood Brown, K.J. Hamler guys, and what I mean by that are smaller, undersized, three rockets up their ass type wide receivers. Right. There's a few of those where I have size concerns, but I would go – there are enough speed and explosiveness here to where they can be justified in the first round. And we're going to hit on those after we do the top six here to yeah. where I go, I'd watch out for these guys. Okay. All these guys that I'll say the best of the rest that we'll mention on later on here, they're, they're top 50 picks of the draft type of guys and guys that can be huge difference makers. So it's a good class altogether. So you're so good at separating the quarterbacks from their environment, from right. their offense, right. from what they were dealt with, from the talent around them. Is it harder to do it with wide receivers? You know, because if you have a bad quarterback, how do you ever shine as yeah. a wide receiver? Is it, is it harder to separate them from their environment? Well, no, it's, it's, it's actually not. It's very similar, the same thing. You know, again, it's just vice versa to where, you know, the quarterback, you go, okay, yeah, that was an incompletion, but nobody was open. Where do you want him to throw the football? I don't yeah. understand. Okay, I'm not going to give the negative to the quarterback there. There was pressure. There was no one open. He's not Superman. Wide receiver, yeah, it's the same thing. It's a little bit like Chase Claypool last year where I went, you know, yeah, the stats are good, but when you really look at it, they should have been better. He was open a lot more. You know, so I take that into account too, not necessarily just to look at the guys and go, well, the stats, okay, yeah, they're pretty right. good. Let me, now let me get in here. The stats are good. Let me see if the, the tape justifies it. No, not at all. You know, you've got to look at just the pure athlete, the pure specimen. Does he have the pure physical tools to play the position of wide receiver? And really not worry about the stats and the catches right. or anything like that because you can get stuck in a crappy offense with a crappy quarterback. I mean, I'll take you back to the, you know, the, the DK Metcalf and the A.J. Brown conversation. It was the same thing I was arguing that year. Yep. You know, they were the top two receivers in the draft, or I had a, two out of the top three, I believe. And they just go, well, yeah, the stats aren't good. I don't know. It's like they were deliberately not trying to throw them the football. Yep. And the offense made no sense, and the quarterback wasn't that great. So, uh, no, I, it, to your point, though, long story short, it's, it's not that hard as long as you don't get infatuated with the stats. Because yeah. there's guys on here that we're not going to talk about that had some of the best stats and the best separation rates and all of the college football and all that. And I want to go, that's fine. But stats and separation and all that can be created by an offense and a good offensive game planner and a play caller that way yeah. to where that can give that receiver a huge advantage. So my last question before we get yeah. into the top six rankings right. of Chris Sims, wide receivers in the draft class of 2021, we know what you like on the quarterback side. It's like, I think you, 
you probably, correct me if I'm wrong, have a preference to, to arm talent, able to make things happen out of nothing. Yeah. Um, everyone has their preference. Sure. Every, every scout out there has kind of their preferences, things they look for, things that make them different and yeah. they think make them a better evaluator. Are there things on the wide receiver side? I know you're a huge fan of Tyreek Hill. You yeah. had him as the number one wide receiver. Right. And so you don't necessarily need the wide receiver to be 6'4", 215, no. and Nor can jump out of the building. the greatest route runner in the world either. So right. what do you think your you know, preferences are? What could go into your rankings that may be different than other people's rankings? Well, I, I think, I think the, the first thing that I always look for more than anything is just pure explosion. You know, speed, explosion, acceleration, like – there, are, there, are there traits there that make that player special that way? You know, I think that's the first thing I okay. always look at. Now, it's not the end-all, be-all. Now, if a guy has, okay, it's not A-plus speed and A-plus acceleration, but it's A-minus or B-plus, but he's got A-plus size and the ability to catch the ball in traffic, you know, then you balance it out. Like T. Higgins last year. Yeah. I wasn't sitting there going, oh, wow, he's so fast and explosive. This is unbelievable. But I went – He's fast. He'll scare you. Well, he catches the ball and can turn up field pretty quick. That's pretty good. Ooh, and damn, he's a giant out there. So even when he's covered, he's not covered. And then you have to balance it out that way. But I think the first thing I always start with is just the ability to separate you. Yeah. you not, not the offense for you. Not they moved you around and put you in the slot behind somebody and you got the benefit of the creative game planning for that perfect coverage to catch the ball that way. Can you separate? Can you run away from people? You know, can you come out of breaks and re-accelerate that way? That's what I look for more than anything. And then you start to take in the size and the ability right. to catch 50-50 balls and their adjustments. I think you go from there and start to piece it together. So we go into your head, yeah. and we get the six players that you think are a cut above this year. So here it is, our prospect rundown, presented by... Applebee's. Boom. All over Chris Sims' rankings for the draft class of 2021 this year. And let's start with a look back. You always got to evaluate how you did. You know, that's what we do, right? And you learn from it and you build towards the future. You've had a good track record. You mentioned Chase Claypool all over him, DK Metcalf, AJ Brown. So you've done well with receivers uh, in the recent past. Here's what you did last year. Right. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see it right now. CD Lamb was your number one guy. Justin Jefferson, who you were higher on than most. Yeah. Number two, when always I remember back, I always thought you put him one. Well, I talked about it, like everybody kept, when I would get done explaining it, people would go, you talk like Justin Jefferson's your number one. <laughs> right. And I was like, you know, I kind of do. You're yeah. right. It was very close between him and C.D. Lamb. Yeah. Now, looking back at it, Justin Jefferson, I should have been one. C.D. Lamb was really good. Yeah. There's no doubt. But I do also think C.D. Lamb was a little bit of a benefactor of playing in the Big 12 and a wide-open offense and a good quarterback, and he's had other talent around him, to where it wasn't the same for Justin Jefferson. So that's where if you had to make me reevaluate, I would go, yeah, Jefferson should be one. Henry Ruggs was three for you. He was the first wide receiver taken last year at number 12 overall by the Raiders. A little bit of a disappointing year. He had some injury issues. Yeah, right. Uh, K.J. Hamler was number four for you. Uh, he didn't get a whole lot of great quarterback play. No, but play. came on at the end of the year. He did. I mean, he, he did. He huge plays. moments. Explosive. Yeah. Right. Long touchdowns. One, I think he had two long touchdowns late in the year. And then T. Higgins was number five for you. Yeah. So you look back at your rankings. You wish you had put Chase Claypool. I, I, I let the circumstances, like I do every year a little bit, I, and I, I'm not doing it this year. I'm going to have somebody in here that I think is going to surprise people in the top five. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, you heard me. I talked about Chase Claypool all year. I was telling friends around the NFL, he's a number one, he's a first round pick at wide receiver. 
and all. I let some of the factors we just talked about, about not evaluating wide receivers and things like that, influence me. And, mm-hmm. you know, hearing where other people might have them and all that. I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm so mad at myself when I do that. But I would say what I'm more disappointed with the, that I didn't have him in there, right? And, you know, even the other one I'll say I missed out on, like Brandon Ayuk. Okay. The Shanahan 49ers pick. That is probably the other one I wish I probably would have had in there too. I mean, just to look after the evaluation sure. and everything like that. But, you know, I really like K.J. Hamler, and I'm not giving up on him no. yet. I still think he could be a star. Well, I think you're being hard on yourself too because, yeah, you were higher on Justin Jefferson than a lot of other people because Jefferson ended up going, what, 22 overall. He was yeah. the fifth wide receiver right. taken. Right. Um, and you didn't listen to all the critics when they were yelling at you for not having Jerry Judy. In your top five, or a lot of people had him number one right. as the top receiver. Right. He was the number two receiver taken. Um, and I think that got proven, right? Yeah. That he was at least the one or two, the top two receivers. I think that's, you know, whether he deserved to be in my top five or not, hey, let's, let's see how the year plays out or yeah. the next year. But, you know, I think at least I was justified in not having him in the top three for sure. So I'm going to give you for last year thanks. an A-. minus. All right. Thanks. An I'll, a- take minus. An a- minus. I'll take an A-. I'll take an A-. If you would have gone with your gut and had Jefferson one, I would have given you an A+. Plus, yeah. But. A minus, very good, better than most. We're going to exceed that this year. So, yeah. let's just get right into it. Right. You ready? Yeah, let's do it. Number six in your Chris Sims 2021 NFL draft wide receiver prospect list. I'm going to say that every time. Wow, that's a good, that's a, <laughs> that's a tongue twister there. Uh, number six is going to be Terrace Marshall Jr., Oops. a.k.a. Justin Jefferson Jr., a little bit coming out of LSU. You know, really interesting prospect, first off. A lot of similarities to Justin Jefferson. Not quite the same player. You know, I'm not as, as high on the guy overall, but when you look at the player all together, there's not, there's not much not to like. I mean, first off, he can do it all. And when I say that, I mean, hey, he's got size, 6'3, 200. And when I say he can do it all, I mean, he can play inside or out. He has the versatility to do that. He did a lot of the Justin Jefferson slot type things that he did for Joe Burrow in that offense. Put him in the slot. He runs slants from him from the slot. Fake slant, come back out. Little in cuts over the middle. So really, when you look at him from you know the aspect of route running, it's a he's a good route runner. I'm not going to sit here and tell you he's as good as Justin Jefferson as a route runner. Okay. Uh, I don't think he's got the same type of hips and wiggle, but. Uh, as far as pure speed goes, it's right there with Justin Jefferson. I think just the absolute pure speed aspect of it. And he has unbelievable feet, too. You know, so his ability to kind of chop, stutter at the line of scrimmage, get off jam coverage, or you know, get up to the 10-yard mark, and then chop and break inside on an in-cut route is really special. Now, when I talk about like hips and things like that, yeah, he doesn't have the hips to maybe, you know, go this way with his upper body and I'm going this way and then turn the hips real seamlessly and go another way, right? Almost a disconnect between the top and the bottom half. Like that's what a lot of good route route runners can do. Like make it look like I'm going this way. Hey, I'm going this way. And all of a sudden their legs are going over there. They can do that. That's what he he misses that a little bit in his football game. So I think that's one thing that I, I didn't love about him overall, but you know, you know, the size you know, the ability to route run and a pretty good knowledge of how to set people up that way. And then I think, you know, you talk about the big playability. It's not as big playability as Justin Jefferson, but it's still damn good. He's still catching slants and seam routes in the SEC and scoring 40 and 50 and 60-yard touchdowns. 
you know, hands are not perfect. I think that's the other aspect too. If yeah. you have to talk about negativity, there is a little bit of a stiffness in the hips. And then when I look at the hands as compared to some of the other guys we're going to talk about, you know, there, there's a few too many concentration drops. And um, I'm big with the wide receiver position too, you know, especially when you're playing over the middle with ripping the ball out of the air. You know, that's the difference sometimes between a 40-yard gain and a 12-yard gain. You know, you, you go down and you can watch two receivers go, what, they're both really fast. Why is that guy breaking this play and the other guy's not? Well, because one guy's, you know, catching it and, okay, let me put it away. Okay, I got it. Where the Odell Beckham Juniors of the world and the other, you know, really top flight receivers, it's running a million miles per hour and whew, and they, they rip it out of the air, yeah. and they don't ever lose that gear of running or anything like that. That's an element, too, that he does not have uh, that makes him number six. But either way, I do think he's a first-round talent, and at the very worst, I think he's a top 45 pick. With that size, that speed, he's a pretty damn good overall football player. So African Bettman was asking, who is this year's Justin Jefferson? And you made a lot of comparisons there, not just the school yeah. that he's going to, right. but a lot of things he does similarly, but also not similarly. He's an interesting player because um, I was looking up his, his bio and his past. Right. He was a five-star recruit right. out of high school in Louisiana. Yeah. Some had him as the number one wide receiver in that, uh, in that sure. high school class. Sure. Uh, played basketball in high school. So he was an athlete. He was the man. And those players are always interesting to me because it seems like sometimes – they ride the hype train all the way through. It's like, oh, he wasn't quite – because I don't think he had – for being the number one wide receiver in no. high school, he didn't yeah. have that kind of a college career. No, he did not. Um, but you're evaluating him just on what you saw on the tape, and so it's not like he's still riding that same hype train from when, his, when he was in high school in Louisiana. Definitely not. You know, one, he's very worthy of being in this conversation from everything you see there. You know, I was aware that he was a big recruit coming out. Yeah. It, but, but also, you know, the kid's young, okay? I think he's 20, you know? And when you look at also, he got, he got stuck in a tough spot where he couldn't be the guy. Yeah. I mean, Jamar Chase is a superstar. We're going to talk about him later on here. Yeah. Justin Jefferson, we just saw this year, he's kind of a superstar. So, you know, he's a year younger than them. He didn't really get the chance to be that go-to guy. Him not having Jamar Chase there this year I think was great for him because mm -hmm. it kind of forced probably LSU to go, wait, we got to get this guy the ball. It would have been nice to have Joe Burrow still, though. Well, that's definitely one of the things you do when you evaluate, too, with, with Terrace Marshall. You know, just like we talked about with some of the receivers a minute ago, you know, there, there's, the stats could be better. Mm -hmm. There's money plays and even some of the drops that I take into account where I go, well, I mean, that ball, is, it's a helicopter. I know he dropped it and he should catch it because he got two hands on the ball. But as far as, like, catchable footballs, man, there's a lot of shitty balls that were thrown his way yeah. uh, as far as from the quarterback and not having that consistent play, let alone different quarterbacks, too, and doing that. One of his coaches said his yeah. ceiling, if he fills out, continues to get stronger and bigger. Right. Uh, I don't know if he's going to grow anymore, but with development, he could turn into a Julio Jones type. I mean, he's got elite traits. To have that size – you know, run the way he does. I don't think I don't think he's ready to say it's. I think his top end speed might be faster than Justin Jefferson. Mm. Like just as pure. Like once he opens up and goes, yes, it, it it might be. It's every bit as close. It's right there with it. Um, acceleration, ability to break arm tackles and make people miss in space with the ball in his hands. 
that's where Justin Jefferson was really good too. Yeah. Jefferson, that's where he was special. But either way, this kid is a special, special talent, and he's going to help out some team, I think, right away in year one. One negative that popped up on yeah. him somewhere what is it? Yeah. Uh, was that he was an inconsistent blocker. I don't see that that often. Is that anything that you look at? Well, I do. I, I look you at do. it a little bit, but not to where I don't overdo it. That, yeah. That's where, to me, that's where scouts a little sometimes can get it a little too far into it. And I just want to see – is there is there their will to do it? Mm-hmm. I don't need a guy that going in there to kill people and do all that either. Yeah. And that's not what he's put on earth for. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I understand, like, people get picky with that type of stuff. Yeah. But, but You're trying to look for something after a while. And... You know, what, what, the other thing I look for with stuff like that, too, just when you go into physical contact yeah. and blocking. Yeah. You know, one, the NFL is going to breed him to do it a little bit more because the coach is going to mother F him and – He's going to realize, like, damn, the running back's pissed at me because that could have been a 20-yard run. But I didn't. Right. So you start to feel like the personal I've let you down aspect of it. But another thing I just look at for when it comes to that aspect is when he has the ball in his hands or he's running over the middle yeah. and people are headhunting him and he's going to get crushed. You know, once I see a few times he's willing to put his shoulder down and do that and he's not like, oh, gosh, there's contact. Let me get out of the way. Once I see that, I go – He'll block. He's going to be physical. I'm not afraid about that, that aspect of his game. So Terrace Marshall Jr. Yeah. can be physical, can be a Justin Jefferson-type player, which would be huge for any team that drafts him. He is number six in your rankings. I did want to mention that everyone kind of sees this as a big three right. this year. A deep class, yeah. a lot of good talent, yeah. but a big three with Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddell, uh, Devontae Smith. We'll see if it plays out that way for I you. I got my own big three, okay? Two of the three are there, but it ain't going to be those three. I would Whoa. say I got my own big three, and then we got two here that we're about to talk to who I think are just outside the big three that are kind of their own animal here. Pete, clip that, put that on Twitter, send that right now. <laughs> that's, that's our soundbite. Uh, okay, so that is number six. So now I'm really – so let's just go 5-4 real quick and then go to your top three. No, uh, number five for you in your wide receiver rank. Number five, I'm going to go with Kadarius Toney from Florida. Okay. All right? And he could be easily number four, too. To me, it's a little bit here of, like, what you want as a football player. But with Kadarius Toney, I mean, what else is more to say? I mean, weapon, explosion, everything. You know, yes, is he the most nuanced route runner there is yet? You know, no, there's not. He's kind of raw when it comes to route running. But, you know, again, I'm not going to overanalyze it. There's enough where I see, oh, he runs five yards and he makes a sharp cut. Or, you know, certain routes where I go, okay, that was really well done. He's doing it more right now with just a pure physical ability because that's what he can do. Yeah. He's, he's got incredible acceleration. I would really say, you know, it, it's top tier as far as anybody involved in this draft, as far as getting up to top speed in the first two to three steps. You know, and really rare, too, with a weapon guy like this. Like, there's a physicality element to his game. You know, with the speed sweeps, the slants over the middle. You know, I would say, really, Jamar Chase, who's going to be in that top three where we're talking about, to me, it's those, it's Jamar Chase and Tony who are the most dangerous with their, with the ball in their hand. Okay. Because, one, of course, hey, they're fast as hell. They're quick as hell to make people miss, Kadarius Tony. But, you know, they're just – they're not afraid to lower a shoulder and bounce off somebody. They run through a number of arm tackles to go along with that. So I think that's the thing you talk about. When you talk about Kadarius Tony. it's acceleration, it's twitchiness, and then you know, top-end speed is pretty damn elite too. So there's nothing not to like. He fits the NFL game no matter 
you know, okay, yeah, I'd like to see him be a little different as a route runner or just a little bit more experienced that way, but I've seen enough to know that's totally a possibility, and he has all the physical tools to be a great, great route runner. Watching his highlight film yesterday, right. and his nickname's the Human Joystick. Yeah, I understand. It, it appears as though on some of his cuts that he does not have any knee ligaments. It's like he doesn't have them. It's like his knees and legs are bending all different which way, and it has no effect on him. No. It's well, ama- I don't think I've ever seen as many plays from a guy like that. It was well, like kind of Barry Sanders-esque. Well, the, it, it is. It, it is. That's why sometimes on the route running, you know, if you're really going to break it down, it's a little raw, but he doesn't need to because of like what you're saying. There's such elite quickness and twitchiness to where, like, hey, we're supposed to, like, you know, go out here and – you know, make a break and break to the left, and then we're going to break back inside. He just will go up and just kind of just be like, he'll just come to a jump stop and then explode over the middle. And mm-hmm. it just doesn't matter because he got the guy to freeze for half a second, and then he accelerates and he runs away from them. You know, but, but I think what you're talking about, too, is that and the ability to, like, stick his foot in the ground, yep. you know, at full speed. See, those are the things I saw enough of to go, okay, it's not every play. I'd like to see it more on certain routes and things like that. But see enough on film to go, oh, he's going to be able to do this. It's not even going to be, you know, a huge adjustment for him altogether. But I think, again, too, the other thing you talk about, like, you know, with, the, with a guy like this is speed, a weapon, and then the icing on the cake to me is the, the he plays bigger than his size. That's where I really like his game, too. You know, he's a guy that even though he's six foot – you could throw 50-50 balls up on the sideline, and he goes and gets the football. I think that's the thing I was really surprised to, too. So there's no doubt that he is a first-round pick and really really worthy of being a top 20 pick, top 25 pick, somewhere in that range. Yeah. But difference maker and a guy, too, that, again, you could put him outside and he can run by people with pure speed, or you could have him in the slot doing all that Tyree Kill, Debo Samuel stuff and really never miss a beat that way either. Yeah, Pro Football Focus called him uh, quite possibly a generational talent with the ball in his hands. Once he catches the ball, they have him marked as breaking 32 tackles on only 80 catches over the last two seasons. The quickness is unreal. Yeah. The guy we're going to talk about next is the only guy that I think rivals the quickness, and I won't go there yet. Okay, all right. But I will say the pure top-end speed, like when we're just talking about now top-end, we've opened up, right? We're past the acceleration phase. He's not uh, the same speed as the other three guys, the top three we're going to talk about in a little bit. Okay. Top three guys that we're going to talk about have like 100-meter track speed, can, can outrun anybody. Tony is really fast, and I think he'd probably run a low 4-4, four, four, you know, maybe a high 4-3, but it would, it would be an incredible first 10, stuff like that, where yeah. I think he'd really get out of the hole in a hurry. So you've kind of mentioned where he might fit, but Isaac Bonilla asked a question here. Oh, he just moved it. There it is. Uh, do you have an opinion on some offenses that uh, Tony would best fit in? So. Well, you know, I, he's going to fit in any offense because he's okay. so talented. I mean, there's really not one that I sit there and just go, oh, you know, for this day and age in the NFL – this is this, everybody wants these kind of guys. Yeah. It's, everybody wants to have that some sort of element. It, it doesn't matter who you are. You know, even the most basic of offenses now are doing fake speed sweeps and doing stuff like that. So, except you, Seattle, well, but everyone else, Seattle could do more of it. That's for <laughs> sure. Even they started to do a little. But yeah. you're right. I mean, again, I I don't know if I have a spot right now that jumps out to me. You mentioned Debo Samuel, um, kind of used like him, but like Tyree Killish, yeah. any of you know any of those top 
those top receivers that are weapons in that way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That that's how I, I look at this player. But yeah, it's okay. more of it's more of that the Tyreek Hillish. Um, I don't want to say Stefan Diggs. I know there's somebody else I'm probably missing here. DJ Moore, my guy yep. from Carolina. Sure. It's a, that kind of guy. It's a little bit more again of the almost the running back you know, playing wide receiver type aspect uh, of his game. And, and it's special, and it's a highlight reel, and it's fun to watch. It is, it is fun to watch. If you, if you have not seen Kadarius Tony, and most people probably ha- haven't, you know, if you're not following the college game, uh, do yourself a favor, go look at some highlights. Those are fun to watch. So yes. he is your number five, number five. wide receiver. Right. And now is when it gets interesting. Yeah. Now we're into the top four. Right. And you've already mentioned the fact that your top three may look different than other people's top three. So I'm going to stall for a second because you're just flipping through pages. Yeah, I got like a mad. lot of pages. I'm uh, full of notebooks here okay. right now. I'm Number good. four in the Chris Sims wide receiver rankings. Number four, and I'm telling you, it's close between me and number four and five to me. Okay. Again, but this is where I'm going to go with Jalen Waddell as number four. Oh, yep. okay. he, is, he is on the outside of the big three hmm. for me. All right. I really like Jalen Waddle. Let's just make sure everybody knows that right now. I'd <laughs> yeah. be really happy if I was a quarterback and Jalen Waddle was playing wide receiver for me. I guess, they, listen, the, the reason I got Jalen Waddle as number four is because I think he's a true slot receiver. Okay? I do have a little bit of a, um, a concern as far as size of the player. Now, he's really good at getting off jam and getting off. He's good at the line of scrimmage. But, again, as NFL DBs and on the outside – I'm not, I'm not sure I'm sold he can win on the outside play after play after play against the top-tier wide receivers in all of football. That's, that's, my, um, that's why he's four and not in the top three or anything like that, all right? Okay. I think he's a true slot. Not to say he can't go outside a little bit and do that. Yeah, I know he can, but I think between that, all right, so you talk about the size a little there, and then acceleration, twitchiness, quickness, off the charts good. Yep. But speed... Pure straight line speed is not as, not as good as the top three I'm going to talk about, nor do I think his pure straight line speed is as fast as, you know, uh, Kadarius Tony out of Florida that we just talked about. Mm-hmm. But now when we talk about route running and being a nuance, game day one, game one, ready NFL slot receiver, excuse me, that's where, I mean, Waddle's ready to go. Waddle understands everything. I mean, first off, he's still fast, so don't get me wrong here. I mean, we're talking a guy that I still think would be mid-4-4s, something like that, but probably unbelievable 5-10-5 and three-cone drill and being able to change his body and doing all that. But really, it is the route running. And not only just because the physical ability and to be able to, you know, jam the foot in the ground and come out of a break and do all that, but he really understands how to set DBs up. Oh, you're covering me. He understands how to attack you and the leverage and set it up and create the separation by himself, let alone forget the offense and what they can do for him. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where he's really, really special. Incredible hips, can stick the foot in the ground, accelerate at a break. So you know now we're talking about, yeah, he can do all these hips things, right? He can get you thinking this way, and then it's boom, and he sticks yeah. it and goes that way. And he loses no speed when he sticks his foot in the so ground and accelerates. So he can get early separation, whereas you know going down the field, DBs may be able to catch up, but he'll get that quick. That's separation. that's where the that's to me where it is the slot guy because yeah. anywhere in that ten to fifteen to twenty range, he's going to create any or underneath, of course. Yeah, he's going to create the separation. He's got unreal suddenness too, and also within 
you know, he understands how to change speeds and he understands how to, you know, hey, I'm, I'm running at 70% and we're running and then all of a sudden it's, you know, boom, jam the brakes on and then accelerate out and the DB's a little caught off guard because he's like, wait, I thought we were kind of just striding it out here and all of a sudden yeah. you went crazy on me and you're gone. Yeah, we you had know? an agreement. Right, we, we had, had agreement. Yeah, right, but that's where he's really good at setting DB, drawing them in, get a little closer, yeah. you know, and then boom, I'm out, of, I'm out of the way or, you know, oh yeah, here, stay outside here, stay outside, you know, attacking leverage is such a big part of wide receiver route running. Uh-huh. But, you know, you got a guy out here. So many of the times you see college receivers with a guy over here, they try to kind of almost run away from him, which plays into the DB's hands because now he's like, well, wait, I don't have to worry about behind me now. I can come forward and attack you and the receiver. So, like, the good ones, like a Waddle, like, yo, the guy's out here. He understands where, yeah, he wants to go in there, but he's going to back that guy off to where it's not going to be easy for him to go in there. And he's going right. to really – threaten that leverage to make that guy go that way he's protecting to then for hit the brakes or hit the afterburners to cut away from him. That's where Waddle was really good. So how do you balance that? Because he can be an elite slot receiver, yeah. but maybe can't win on the outside. Yeah, and As he you, can, but just not – I don't think it's is made for him. And you, you think know? to be top, top, top of your draft class type wide receiver, you need to be able to do a little bit of both. I, I, I do, yeah, I do. And, I, you know, more I value, of course, the ability to go on the outside. I do because, again, not Why? everybody – well, you know – and not everybody's going to get put in the perfect offense and get the advantages of being in the slot. Are we going to perfect you? So right off the bat, the I just rules go, of football tell us that we need someone out there outside well, who can handle it. Well, you yeah. just need to handle it, yeah. right? So that that's the first thing I want to see. What if you get stuck with some crappy offense who doesn't do motion, and now they put you outside a lot and two, t- you know, one tight end, two backs, and there's two receivers. You're playing outside receiver a lot. You know, I take that into evaluation here. Yeah. Do I go? I don't think Jalen Waddle's going to be perfect for that formula. You know, that's not his – he can be successful, but I don't think it's, like, made for him. To me, he's made to be – you know, there's three receivers on the field. He's the inside of those three receivers, and he works the middle of the field. He's smart, and he's got, you know, all those attributes to to be that special player that way. So I think that's what I I challenge it on. You know, outside guy have to have – to me – really special speed, straight speed, or size to go along with it mm-hmm. to be able to win with your physicality aspect too. And that to me is where Waddle, you know, again, the lack of straight long speed yep. and the lack of size just scare me a little bit with him on the outside as a, as a regular receiver. Did have to play behind a lot of other wide receivers at Alabama on the depth chart, Jerry Judy, Ruggs. Devontae Smith as well. So it was never the number one guy no. there in Alabama, but which is stud. not necessarily right. a mark against him, but um, there but, were other guys that were there. So let's put this into like a little – I like Waddle better than I liked Ruggs or Jerry Judy last year. Yeah, And so really. he's number four on this right here for me. Mm-hmm. But I like him more as an NFL football player than either one of those guys. Hey, Ruggs was a projection. Ruggs was a projection. I don't know what else to say. He was. It was a little bit like, huh, I wish the tape were a little better, but damn, he could do some freaky things we've seen on tape. Yep. And we think he might be able to come into being a superstar receiver with that type of speed, and he was tough and those type of things. He was a projection. Okay, he's got these elite traits. He hasn't really put it all together. We'll see if he can be what we think he can be. Right. Like, I think we've seen Waddle. We know what he is. 
And he has got punt return value and kick return value and all of that stuff that's special. But I think, yeah, at the end of the day, he's a really good, awesome slot receiver in the NFL with yeah. some outside value. So here's the crazy thing yeah. is that we were talking about last year's draft class as being generational. We haven't seen anything like this in a long time. We won't see anything like this for a long time in the future. That may have been wrong, right? Because if you have Waddle as yeah. better than Ruggs, right. you had Ruggs third last year. Yeah. So how, how do you see this? I mean, the is, it a, in general? is it the top four guys are better than the top four guys, but maybe last year's class had more of this deep class? Like, how do you compare it, the it's two? A, it's, a, it's a good question. I think the top end of this class is every bit as comparable to the top end of last year's class. Okay. Like, I think if you took maybe the, they're a little different, and of course, you know, size, speed, the different kinds of guys and all that, all that but I still think just pure talent – I think when you take like the top eight or ten, it's comparable to last year, and then it falls off. Last year, it it never really fell off. Yeah. You got to like eight or ten, and you were like, "Well, man, guy fifteen is somebody might think he's just as good as guy eight yeah. on the list." You know what I mean? You know, and I and I understood that. You know, last year there was legitimately twenty something receivers you looked at and you went. They could be good. They could all be in the top 50 yeah. of the draft, and I wouldn't be mad at it. I understand yeah. it. I think this year, yeah, we probably got more like 10 or 11 that are that way, and uh, then, there's, then there's a drop-off. Around any corner, within every battle, and with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait. But Marines will always be there. They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win, defeating every shifting threat, protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, the Marines. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. So Jalen Waddell, many people have him in the top three. Some have him up to two. And I think some try to make the case that he could go against Jamar Chase. He's number four for you. Number three. Yeah. In your here's wide my, receiver draft. Here's my rankings. guy. This is my guy right here. You've tabbed him your guy. You this put is my that guy. Well, this is the it's guy that I just don't understand why nobody's talking about this guy. Mm-hmm. That's that's why he's my guy. Okay. It's, this is my, let's say, my Chase Claypool of this year, right? Okay. Uh, and I didn't chicken out and not put him in the top five. But Deami Brown. Mm. Deami Brown from North Carolina. To me, this is the and, – and let me just preface it this. We got the top three here. And I think the top three are close, all right? I think it's close. I'm not sitting here going, oh, number one is purely number one. Number one, two, and three to me are special, 
like special superstars like can really can have a bright future. Mm-hmm. And Deami Brown to me was the one that like out of all the guys I watched in the draft or I just went, "Whoa, who's who's this guy?" Like, okay, I saw a little North Carolina football this year. I remember watching him catch like, you know, one deep pass and whatever else, but you know me, I'm a casual college guy. I'm not like breaking it down during the season. Yeah. But as I turned him on, it was literally from like the first snap. I swear to you the first snap I went, "Whoa." Whoa, okay, it's play one. I'm not trying to judge, but play one looked like superstar. Um, so What the, was it? Do you remember what caught your eye? I think just the way he took off, like they said set hut, and the way he took off in like the first 10 steps, I just went, that looked like a superstar. I don't yeah. know. I haven't seen anything else yet. Let's see if he can catch. I don't know <laughs> if he can do anything else. But the way he moved and took off, I went, uh-oh. Like acceleration, top notch, top end speed. It's Odell Beckham Jr. with the ball in the air type speed. I mean, it's, he has another gear. There's nobody that can run with this kid. Nobody. Mm-hmm. I'm, I didn't see one game that anybody could even run with him. In fact, and in so many of the games, it's good DBs who are nine yards off, and they're, they're running back at the start of the snap. They're like, set hut, and they're literally running back. Like, you can have the 10-yard curl route. We'll give it to you. I'm not going to let you put me on a highlight for a 60-yard bomb. Can he do that in the NFL? He can do that in the NFL. And this isn't just some speed straight line guy. First off, route running I thought was through the roof in all aspects. You know, again, being able to break down, stick your foot in the ground. You know, coming back to the ball was one thing that I didn't like early on in the film. And I went as the year went on, I went, oh, no, he's coming back to the ball. So this guy, he adjusts on, adjusts on the fly to fix some of the issues he had altogether. But, you know... Pure raw speed and ability, whether that's top-end speed that I think is probably 4-3 type speed, mm-hmm. right? Maybe faster. I don't know. All right? Then, you know, acceleration that we talked about with Waddle and Kadarius Tony, it's, it's right up there with them as far as the acceleration is concerned. It's special. You know, maybe he's not quite as twitchy in the jitterbug those two guys are, right. like that slot type there they are. But still, this is unbelievable feet at the line of scrimmage, you know, and really understands how to set DBs up and has incredible start-stop ability. So double moves, you know, or a fake curl route, he breaks down and then re-accelerates again. I mean, I was just blown away by the guy altogether, let alone it's not just some track guy, Ahmed. It's not just some guy who just fast and does all that. You know, again, you go back to the physicality thing and that, man, he catches the ball over the middle, snatches it out of the air, which I love, which mm. means when he's, he can catch slants and go for 70-yard touchdowns, and it, it's, it's, there's no shying away from contact. He's got no problem with that. I mean, really, I, I think, you know, as you could tell, I'm very excited about him because yeah. he's just one of those guys that just go, I don't understand why he's not getting a little more credit. Well, you, you mentioned track speed. Yeah. Um, he ran track in high school, okay. the 100 meter. Yeah, what'd he do? And he ran it in 10.78. That sounds fast. Yeah. I really have nothing to compare yeah. that to. That, I think that's fast. Well, 1078 in high school is, yeah, it's really fast. If right. he was to run it now, it would be even faster. Well, yeah, I would think I so. I, w- I would think he would be faster now. <laughs> we should um, run it just to compare. Like, I should go back out in the parking lot and run it right now. His, just so we can his see. speed is, is, you know, super. And, okay, I mean, listen, we know who the top two receivers are going to be. Uh, yeah. you can, Don't give it away. No, I know. But I'll just say, <laughs> between pure yeah. top-end speed – him and Devontae Smith from Alabama are, have another gear that, that nobody else has. Okay. Just his pure top-end speed. You know, Chase is, 
is really close right there. But I don't think his top end speed, you know, 30 through 60 yards is on the level of, of Deami Brown and, yeah. and Devontae Smith, who when they open up, it's like, yeah, good luck. You're not catching them. Pete ran track in high school. Yeah. He can confirm 1078 is fast. Yeah, yeah, That's it's a fast, fast time. right. So he faster than Pete, believe it or not. Uh, he would be able to barely edge Pete now in a race. Uh, he averaged over 20 yards a catch as a sophomore and this past year as a junior at UNC. Um, the knock is that that's basically how they used him, right? It was yeah. a lot of vertical, a sure. lot of deep routes. Right. There wasn't a whole lot of variety. They found right. something that worked in the ACC and just exploited it as much as they could do. Yeah. Can he do all of the other stuff, or, or do you have faith? No doubt. No, I have no doubt. I, 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 you know, I figured that would be the knock. You know, and it's just funny when it's like, well, we just found a way for him to run by everybody. That's the only way we used him. <laughs> yeah. You know, he can only run by everybody. So that's why we put him out there. Yeah, okay. That's why he, he did that role because Mac Brown, who's like, I haven't had a guy that can run like this. Holy cow. He's got rockets up his ass so he can run by people. But, no, I was really impressed with the route running. And I was impressed with whether it was the six-yard hitch route or the slant route or anything like that. It wasn't like I was really impressed with the, like I said, the ability to snatch the ball, but instantaneously get upfield and look for yards after the catch and do those type of mm-hmm. things. But yes, whether it was in cuts, deep comebacks, all of those things, I thought he had a great feel again of changing speeds, like we talked about. Right. You know, especially when you're really fast, because everyone's always worried about you're oh, the running the go route, right? So now. You know, guys like him, and Devontae Smith does this too, you know, they come off the line of scrimmage and they're kind of running like 90%. Mm-hmm. And the DB's still like, okay, wait, he might hit the afterburners on, right. so I'm still worried about the go route. And then, you know, maybe at 15 yards, they hit it hard. Yeah. And all of a sudden the DB's like, oh, gosh, he is going deep. They go, crap, he was only going 50% before. Yeah, right, and he hits it. So now, they're, now they hit their other gear because yeah. they go, I better get on my horse. He's going to run by me. And then, boom, at 20 yards, they can break he it breaks off. it down, and, and he's wide open for an easy completion for the quarterback. So what do you think other people are missing on him? I, I don't know. And, you know, again, I have no feel for, like, how other sure. coaches or the NFL has yeah. feel for him right now. It's not like he's totally out of, out of left field. I never... would be shocked if we don't start to hear more about this guy as we get close, okay. lo- longer in on this. You know, again, a, a lot of my NFL friends, they're, they're just getting into draft stuff. So, that I, I, you know, I have some friends who are just like, oh, yeah, I, I've seen a little on him, but I haven't seen him yet and all of that. Yeah. But I would think this is a guy, as we get closer to it, where you're going to hear – He's riding up. He's rising up draft boards. Yeah, yeah. Because I, we didn't even look at him before. Well, uh, you know, <laughs> we didn't have a draft board. So yes. you heard it here first. Right. You are looking at these players Deami before Brown. before NFL teams too. You are. This is the the first year here. You're you're finding out if you're listening to this quicker than your favorite NFL team. Well, the scouts have guys. seen it. Front office people have seen it. But coaches who I who I talk to more than anything are are not all the way through the draft yet. So and he, uh, yeah, yeah. But too many elite things about the game. Elite speed, elite acceleration, you know, has good size. And route running is borderline elite, too. Mm. I mean, I think this guy has superstar written all over him. Like, I'm, I'm a huge fan of him. And, again, I know he's number three, 
But it's like you for to me, you could almost go one A, one B, and one C with what we got here is one, two, three down the stretch. Diami Brown, I like him yeah. because growing up, my nickname from some of my friends was Ami. Is that right? Yeah. Ami. Did, did you so watch any of him? Did you see did. any highlights of him yeah. or anything? Would he impress you? What did you think? Uh, they're, you know, some of these guys are similar, right? You right. look at their tape and you're like, they're all kind of like shifty guys, twitchy guys. Yeah. And so, yeah, he did. I didn't watch a ton. Yeah. Um, but I know. Well, that's where pops. highlights can be different from film, too, because you get to see the whole picture. And sometimes what film does compared to TV, mm. you see a replay of a play. Yeah. And they show that guy, you know, either in the screen by himself uh-huh. or, you know, he's in the screen by himself. With the, you get to see the DB a little bit on, like, the back end of the screen. Right. But what, what really, like, what, where film is great, especially for receivers, you get to see their speed in relation to the whole field. You know, that's where at all 22 view and you get to see yeah. the whole field there you get to start to see, oh, whoa, oh, he caught this ball. All right, I see all these guys on the field from this school. They're fast, and he's faster than all of them. He's yeah. running by them the all. The tape over here yeah. is moving faster than It didn't than sound like you were impressed with it, though, there. I was no, disappointed to hear no, that. No, yeah. I mean, I didn't see a, a ton of them. Yeah. You're the guy that watches all the film, but I will say that I am influenced mostly by the, uh, the soundtrack in the highlight reel <laughs> and the use of slow motion. Yeah. So if they didn't use a lot of that right. with Deami Brown, I was not impressed. Yeah. So that, I can be easily fooled. Um, so he is number three for you. So we have a top two. Your number two wide receiver in the Chris Sims 2021 NFL draft rankings. Devontae Smith will be my number two. Okay. Okay. And again, as Heisman you, Trophy winner. Heisman Trophy winner. Alabama. Has it all. Okay, and obviously Jamar Chase is going to be my number one, but I mean this is neck and neck, Mm. you know, neck and neck with with my man Deami Brown just being barely on the outside of these these two guys to go along with it. All right, so let's talk the first thing. I mean, first off, we know Devontae Smith is a freak of nature. Yep. I mean, you've seen it. You saw enough college football. You can be the most casual of football fans there are to know. Wait, what? Number six in Alabama is the real deal. Who the hell is this guy? All right, but here, let's just dispel some of the rumors right off the bat. You know, he's six one. He's one seventy five. Hundred. You know, maybe a hundred and eighty pounds. He's, whoa, he's too skinny. Not sure if that can work and everything like that. First off, he has a frame to me that shows he's going to get bigger. All right. So, and I, you know. I played with guys, uh, and I can't remember the other name. There's like two players ever who have been like above six foot and weighed under 180. And like one of them was Snoop Minnis out of Florida State a few years. I played with him and played with him at at, uh, Tampa. This is a different body than a Snoop Minnis. Snoop is really narrow and like small hipped, and legs were close together. It was. Devontae Smith is a high-cut, high-waisted guy with some more thickness in his legs. And, again, I don't know what his size is, but the way he looks as a human being and just my history being around football, he looks like a guy that it's not going to be, like, hard for him to get bigger as he gets older here. I think there's going to be natural weight that comes along with it. But despite all of that, like – there's nothing on film to say that strength is an issue with the game. Nothing. Like, there's absolutely nothing you can look at to go, you know, oh, well, this concerns me. See, this is, I've seen 10 clips like this where he gets jammed at the line of scrimmage or right. the ball's in the air down the field and the guys are hand fighting 
and he's totally just getting thrown off kilter and he can't hold his ground, right? So even with his weight, he's not getting thrown around. He's got an incredible play strength and, and physicality to his game that I thought was the most pleasant surprise mm. of all. It's why I like the Deami Brown, too. I didn't really get to hit on that aspect. He plays through contact. I'm big with that at receiver. They're not going to call pass interference every play. So what, can you finish your routes at 15 and 20 yards down the field when you've been armbarred or hit? You know, some of these guys we could talk about later where that's why I go they're not in the first-round conversation. They get hit, and they're, their route's over. They're all over the place. Like, Devontae Smith, he can play through contact. The 50-50 balls, catching the ball through traffic is really good. You know, when people do get a hand on him at the line of scrimmage, he can fight right through it and has no issue. The play's not ruined, right? And let alone at the line of scrimmage, he's incredible at getting off the ball and not letting you get jammed. Hmm. You know, like... You know, like Jamar Chase, Devontae Smith, Deami Brown, they have great jump cut ability. And what I mean by that, like in jump cut ability is, again, if you're a wide receiver, you know, and you're getting stuck with split stands too much going around DBs and jam coverage, if they get their hand on you, you're going to lose your balance. Yeah. Like Smith and Deami Brown and Jamar Chase are awesome at coming off the ball you know, stutter stepping, right? So now the DB's like this, and then they get to this spot right here. They go right here almost to a split stance, and now they can go either way. And that gives the DB, you know, there's no tell. And then, of course, they're in a strength position, even if you do get the hand on them, to be like, no, I got a base underneath me, and I'm going to be able to rip through that hand or whatever else that hits me. Yeah. That's where Devontae Smith has that. Um, so just that was the first question I needed to have answered because I, I heard about the rumors, and I see the player and what yeah. he looks like. You go, I heard a rumor he was skinny, and then you look at it, he's like, he is kind of skinny. He is skinny. <laughs> I understand that, you know, but, but the film doesn't show a skinny guy that's going to be affected by, you know, the Jalen Ramseys yeah. of the world. Contested catches. He's pretty good at he's that. He's really good at it. That's, I think, the other thing I was blown away by, and that's why I like, Matt, you know, Mac Jones. There's a number of plays where, hey, he's covered – you know, Mac Jones sees he's covered. They put it in the right spot. He can adjust to the ball the right way. And, yeah, people are hanging on him and touching him. It doesn't matter. He grabs the football. After practice, there was a rumor out there that he would catch 100 passes off the jugs machine every day after practice. That's been confirmed. People say that was true. So he's got the work ethic there. Uh, he did yeah. lead the country right. in screens. So they were definitely scheming for him. Right. So here's what I'm going to say. Yeah. You were enamored with the big numbers, and they all came on screens. Well, that to me also speaks to a little bit like would dispel the physicality thing. Yeah. You're not throwing like one guy all these screens if you don't feel like he can make people miss yeah, that's true. and be comfortable like, oh, I've caught the ball two yards behind the line of scrimmage, and now I'm, I'm coming up the middle, and there's defensive linemen and linebackers, and I'm in the scrum with all of them. Like – if he was some, you know, lack, lack of a better phrase, wimpy, I'm going to get down type wide receiver, they wouldn't have been doing all of that. And it's a great compliment because the other aspect, like the guy we just talked about with Deami Brown, who these are the two fastest receivers in the, in the draft, like the speed is special. It's really special. So, you know, he gets into that jump cut like we talked about, Amen. Yep. And I don't care, SEC, DBs, whoever it is, when he gets in that position, and if somebody's close, he's going to run by them. He's running by them. Mm. It is, his ability to get in that jump split and then take off and within two or three steps be even with a guy, and now, oh, wait, the ball's going in the air and it's another 20 yards downfield. I'm going to go catch a 30-yard fade route down the sidelines. 
he pulls away from everybody. Right. You know, so it's it's all around special, let alone he has way better strength and physicality than I was expecting. King of Buffalo, could Devontae Smith be the best wide receiver on your team, or does his intelligence and skill set make him even more valuable if he's your second best wide receiver? Well, I, no, I think he's got the he's got superstar. It could be the best player on your he can be the best player, best wide receiver on your team. Yeah. He does have that. But to that to the point there, that's also what makes him special, I think. You know, and really maybe where I make him and Jamar Chase one and two, he shows all those intangibles too of, you know, here's Mac Jones, nobody's open and he's moving in the pocket. And Devontae Smith was sitting in some zone and people are around him and he's got a great field to go like, oh, let me get over here. Here's a good spot where I think, you know, the quarterback can find me in the hole of this zone or whatever. He's got a, a great natural instinct of how to play the game and he's a great route runner. Um, it just there's really nothing not to like about him. The only mm-hmm. thing you're going to question is that size and physicality. And I'm sure that when he goes to personal workouts, that's what people are going to test him with more than anything. You know, but two, I mean, he can he has a knack to where I'll say him and Jamar Chase are the only they're they're above everybody else, even better than my man Deami Brown at this too. Where you know, they have a knack of like, go to the widescreen, Kristen, here, just for a second, where, you know, let's say, you know, I, I'm the receiver, the quarterback's over there, the DB's over here, right? He's, he's, so I've run a curl route, and the DB's behind me. They have great feel for Devontae Smith of going, like, he's run the route, now he's comes out, he's going to get the ball, and he just catching it and literally going, like, the DB's here, he had a feel for where he was, yeah. and he just snatches it out of the ground, and seamlessly, it's almost like, Man, I think he started running before he even caught the ball. He's that good. And it's the difference sometimes between a 10-yard curl route or, wait, he caught a 10-yard curl route and ended up getting 22 yards because, right. you know, he caught the ball and took three steps up the field and he was already 15 yards down the field before everybody kind of, you know, gathered in and trying to tackle him. What about yeah. another added benefit of him? Back in high school, in uh, the championship game, he had 111 yards receiving, had a interception return for a touchdown so he was playing defense but he also had a kick return for a touchdown and there are some uh, scouts out there that say he could be a punt returner kick returner he can do all of that both the Alabama guys really any of these guys that we're talking about all have that capability but he's so small do you really want to use him no I would I would go no like let's not let's not do that to any of these guys really let's let's not they don't need to be returning kicks or punts which is why most teams don't do that right yeah all right, you know, maybe maybe in a big game, whatever. Hey, yeah. it's the playoffs. You know, that's why like, like Joey Galloway used to do that with Tampa. Like when we had a big moment or a yeah. big part of the game, okay, now he's going to go back and return the punt. But you don't want him doing it like all game long every week. That's when you're, you know, a recipe for disaster. So you really like Devontae Smith. I do. You a are lot. going crazy over him, which means that you must really, really like your well, number one guy. No, it, I really like all three in my top three, <laughs> as you could tell. But a there's lot. something that you like about Jamar Chase over those other two. Well, I, Jamar Chase to me is just a slam dunk. That, that's where it's like, okay, Devontae Smith, you know, oh, okay, the size thing is a little skinny. Okay, it's not perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, Deame Brown. Maybe you could say a little bit, yeah, I'd like to see, I wish he got used in a few different ways, right? Like you talked about. It was right. just the go, like, okay, I'm being nitpicky. Jamar Chase is just, it's the safest, let alone it's really awesome and the best too. I mean, it's just phenomenal. Now, again, I don't think the gap is like, 
like I said, I think it's okay. He's one. Devontae Smith is one A, and Deami Brown is one B. I wouldn't yeah. be mad if any of those three went off the board. If somebody went, oh, this we picked this receiver first. I'm not going to go. Well, that's just so stupid. How could you pass up that other guy? Yeah. I think they're all worthy of it, in my opinion. I, I, you know, but yeah, when it comes to Jamar Chase, he just has everything. I mean, first off, he has the ability to be an elite slot receiver. So he could be an elite slot receiver. He's not the most like technique, well-schooled route runner yet. But again, it's like our old thing. Like, let's not over-evaluate the guy that we've seen can do every movement on the planet with his hips and his, his feet. Right. And just because no one's taught him exactly how to run the routes yet, let's not say, oh, he's not a good route runner. No, there's plenty of good. But, you know, one, he could be the best slot in football, but he also could be like the best outside weapon in football too and just run by you with pure speed. And I think between all the other guys, too, we're talking about maybe other than the guy from Florida, Kadarius Toney, mm-hmm. this is the best receiver with the ball in his hands. That's where he's special. So, one, he can separate route running. Two, he plays way bigger than 6'1", 200. You know, that's the one thing I like about him, Devontae Smith, you know, and, and, um, and Deami Brown. You know, they're 6'1", six six all that. But, man, when the ball's in the air, it's not 50-50. That's the other thing, it, you know, like I, you've heard me say before, it's kind of like 70-30 yeah. when the ball's in the air with these guys. So he has that aspect. But f- as far as going over the middle and being fearless, he's the most fearless of all of them, you know. And, again, snatches the ball out of the air and is a guy that is looking to make big plays happen. Um, hey, Matt Casey sighting. Matt Casey, look, there he is, baby. He's looking. Yep, the Jets Stand. aren't getting him. Sorry. <laughs> um, but I am uh, I'm really excited about Jamar Chase because he is, again, Awesome receiver, weapon. He can do everything you want on the offensive side of the yeah. ball where it's like you could line him up a tailback and give him the toss sweeps. You could do it all with him. Yeah, he, uh, everyone's heaping the praise on, on him. In that title game, did you go back and watch the, the national championship sure. game versus Clemson? Nine catches, 221 yards, couple touchdowns. Most of that against A.J. Terrell? It, most of it, and, and to me, was you, if you remember last year in the quarterback rankings – that, to me, was one of the positives of A.J. Terrell. Everyone going, well, he got beat in that LSU game. I wanted to go, no, no, he never got beat. Uh. He was there with Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase just always caught it. He just <laughs> yeah. couldn't break the ball up. Yeah. But I thought that was a big thing for me. But it was also a positive for Jamar Chase to right. go, oh, look, even when he has a guy that can run with him a little bit and has talent, he's still a real option down the field. So he's special. You know, just from that aspect of being able to win one-on-ones outside, you know, like Smith and Deami Brown, he has the jump cut that we talked about. He gives himself the two-way go off the line of scrimmage. So it's yep. boom. You don't know which way he's going to go. He always has balance. And like those other two guys, too, within three steps, he's by you and on top of you and now right. putting his hand up, and you're going, uh-oh, watch out. A couple of the comps for him, which yeah. I-, I think are interesting every once in a while, Daniel Jeremiah over at NFL Network said he is like a faster Anquan Bolden. Uh, Jamar himself said that he respected Des Bryant uh, growing up. Sure. Do you see him kind of in – are those similar at all to what you see from Jamar? I mean, I understand – but he's more explosive than they are. And Straight away speed. Yeah. That's where I look at it. You know, th- those guys were great because they can make people miss and do that. And that's where – I mean, he can do that. He's awesome at catching a slot slant over the middle. And now there's a linebacker there, and he hits the brakes, and he makes him miss. And then it's up the field five yards, and now there's a safety, and he makes him miss. And now he turns it on, and he tries to outrun everybody. Like, there's a lot of that. But, like, that's where Des Bryant – 
and Anquan Bolden couldn't do that. Yeah. You know, they couldn't make you miss, but they weren't going to re-accelerate and now beat people 50 yards down the sideline for a touchdown. Mm. That, to me, is where he has another gear. Really, you know, you know I'm trying to – and I didn't write a, down a whole lot of pro comparisons, and I know I've already used this one already this, this today where I yeah. said this. But to me, it's, again, it's a better version of like a DJ Moore, you know, from Carolina. Okay. It's that kind of guy again, too, hmm. where it's, yeah, he could catch a screen and go for 80. He could just beat you over the top for 80. He could catch a slant, break a few tackles, make people miss, do all that for a 50-yard gain. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's, he's a really special player. And, again, I think he is the number one receiver in the draft, but I don't think it's by the leaps and bounds that I think I've seen some people try to say it is. Jens Jewell yeah. says you were high on Justin Jefferson last year, which you were. Who is better of the LSU kids, Jefferson or Chase? Uh, the Chase is. Chase, Chase was better than Jefferson last year. You know, the one thing that does think about Chase is, yeah, we didn't get to see him play I football know. this year. Well, that's the question, too, is that he had all this success. Huge year. Yep. Helps when you got Joe Burrow. Sure. Helps when you have Joe Brady yep. there as well. No doubt about so it. So it was a good environment around him. It was. It was a good environment, but still the specimen himself is the real deal. He's definitely worthy of a, a top 10, top 15 pick. Anyway, he's a, he's a game breaker. I mean, mm-hmm. that, that, that's really all there is to say. And again, I, you know, the, the big thing, too, will just be knowing the guy and knowing the player. They're, this is where teams are going to have to do their due diligence this year, just as, you know, what kind of guy is this kid? Did he just, like, during the season this year, just put his feet up and, right. you know, drink chocolate milk the whole time and yeah. chocolate might milkshakes or – yeah. Or was he a kind of guy that we know was working and like staying on top of his craft and drinking almond milk and drinking protein shakes protein instead of milkshakes yeah. and all that? <laughs> I think that's what you know teams are going to have to figure out. And if he is that guy that stayed in shape and done all done all that, then yeah, I I, I expect him to be the number one number one receiver off the board. Fran Ceresa says, "What team is the best fit for Jamar Chase?" I'm going to answer for you: any team. Well, yeah, they're, again, like a lot of these guys we talked about. You're right; it's not there's not going to be any. Um, any system that they don't fit into, right? right? And let me pull up. And the if end. they don't, you got to get rid of the coach and bring in a co- another coach. Well, yeah, exactly right. The, the, the top five or six guys we've talked about here today all have really, really special traits and should be able to fit anywhere. And I'm just looking here. And but, just, yeah, I guess that's the question because yeah. it's interesting. Like last year, as deep as that draft class was, right. what was the first pick? The first pick in the draft was Henry Ruggs, 12 overall. And so when you do have a lot of guys that are really good, yeah, can push sometimes down. they can drop down, no right? Because you know quarterbacks are going to go up. You're going to get some offensive tackles. And then you're going to go, well, we really like Jamar Chase, but, you know, Kadarius Tony, we could get him maybe in the second round. Yeah, or, you that's know, right. Maybe he'll you can, fall that far. It can, yeah. it, you, you, you have to play that. That's so, where it's going to be how yeah. you scout them, how they're ranked on your board, right? Yeah, okay. What if you have Jamar Chase as your number one receiver, and he's got a six point eight grade? Yeah, right. And you're, and let's just say you're the Dolphins at number three, but you got Devontae Smith at six seven and. Deami Brown at 6'7", yeah. and Kadarius Toney at, you know, 6'6", six, 5'. Six, right. And that may be where you go, well, maybe we, if somebody wants to trade up with us, we trade down. Yeah. And we might not get the guy that we have number one, but we have two, three, four, and five just barely underneath them, and now we got an extra first-round pick or an extra second-round pick. That'll be what teams have to decide. All right, so how high do you think a wide receiver could go this year? What I know. What is the ultimate All right. Top? I, I mean, the Dolphins are the team I look at there, but I don't think they're Where the they? 
They're number three. Yeah. But I don't think they're going to do it. You know, they have DeMonte Parker, they have Preston Williams, and they just signed Will Fuller. And I don't think that group down there, Brian Flores, you know, being New England, is a, we're going to pick a number three wide receiver in the draft. I just, that's just my, what my heart tells me. You know, I don't think the Falcons, I don't know if they're going to go there right now. Not with Julio and Ridley. Yeah. The Bengals, I don't expect either. You know, be interesting, but, you know, it's a pretty good core receivers they got there as well. Yeah, they weren't maybe as good as we thought they were no, going to be. No, no, you're right. But when you take in Boyd and um, T. Higgins, right? Yeah. And yeah. then, yeah, Auden Tate. Tate, you know, maybe they think about it. Maybe. Sure. The Eagles certainly have a need. The there Lions is a question have a need. Hey, the Eagles, uh, Christopher Jones. Should the Eagles take Mac Jones, Trey Lance, or the top one or two receivers? Oof. Because there is talk about the Eagles wanting to take a quarterback, right? Even though they got there, there is. Yeah, they just want uh, they want more controversy. Well, they just I got know, rid well, of the controversy. That's what I've, Why would I've, you add more? I've controversy? talked about. You know, I mean, if they're going to take a quarterback at number six, then you have to trade Jalen Hurts. Because what are you going to do? This whole same problem <laughs> over again? So, yeah, seems... you know, they would be a team that I certainly would look at to be in the wide receiver conversation. I will say though, you know, I don't think teams like taking receivers in the top five. Not this day and age right now in the yeah. NFL where we see all these receivers year after year like you're talking about. There's still some for good free agent receivers out in the market. You're seeing the market for free agent wide receivers. The money is not as great, I think, because of all these aspects we're talking about. So I don't have a good answer for that yet as far as where these guys go because I also need to see the rest of the draft, right? Yeah. I need to see defense ends a little bit more. You know, I need to finish the corners. Uh, I got to get into offensive tackles where I haven't got, you know, those are the positions where especially tackle defensive linemen, they're more of a premium. And usually those guys go in the top 10 because they're not growing on trees like some of these other positions. Okay. So uh, we're going to get into your honorable mentions here in a second, but let's just recap what you did with your top six here. We'll take a look at it. One through six, you got Jamar Chase, number one, Devontae Smith, two. Diami Brown, you're really high on number three out of North Carolina. Jalen Waddle, Kadarius Toney, and Terrace Marshall Jr. And that was the Prospect Rundown presented by Applebee's. Yeah, Applebee's. Whoop, whoop. I do like Applebee's. I do people, too. people think I say that just because they're a sponsor. And I'll be honest with you, that does help. You know, <laughs> I do feel you know, like I can right. praise them more. But there's a natural liking of it to where you can easily liking. say it. I get it. Yeah, and if I didn't like them, I just yeah. wouldn't bring it up. Yeah, I just yeah. wouldn't say right. it at all. Right. Uh, Pete's got a pop quiz right here. All right. Who was the last wide receiver taken top five overall in the NFL draft? See, this is to my point, though. You're right. So this is a good question. Because, like, you know, you know – I saw Julio Jones on the field in the pregame of the national championship against Texas, and I remember sitting there going, oh, my gosh, what a freaking nature this guy is. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a top-five pick. And he went, what, like number nine yeah. or number seven? But six. six. Okay, so he was close. close. Okay. Hold on a second here. The last wide receiver to go top-five. Is it really Corey Davis for the tennis? Corey Davis, wow. 2017. Yeah, I didn't give that the greatest review. Anybody else wants to go watch my grading of that pick? Uh, mm. I did not. You know, my, my, my big thing, I like Corey Davis a lot. I never saw a pure, raw, mm-hmm. just explosion and things like that. To me, that's 
no, like the guys we just talked about. And even they won't go Pro- top right. five. That's right. And, and the other thing for Corey Davis is this right here. This is always my big clue. Mm-hmm. If you're a receiver and you've gone to school for four years, then I, yeah, I don't know if you're a top five specimen. Mm. You know, the really res- freaky receivers are like ready to leave after two years, so, like Jamar yeah. Chase. And then the third year, they're like, watch me. I'm going to kill college football, and I'm definitely a top 15 pick. So this is interesting. You right. go back, the, all the top five receivers here recently. Right. 2015, we had one, Amari Cooper, went fourth overall. Okay, yep. Uh, 2014, we had one, Sammy Watkins went fourth overall. Ooh, yeah. 2012, Justin Blackman went fifth. Ooh. 2011, A.J. Green went fourth. Right. Okay. 2007, you got to go back there, Kelvin Johnson, two. Uh, Braylon Edwards was a top five pick in 2005. Right. Larry wow. Fitzgerald, Charles Rogers. Wow, there are some misses there. So that probably affects some thinking, too. So, Corey Davis, 2017, will be the last ever wide receiver taken top five. I, th- this group could challenge that, though. This yeah. group could. We could see a top five guy gone this year. I, I will say this. I think, we're gonna, I think there's a good chance you could see those top three guys off the board in the top 15. I, I, would, I would say that's strong. I wouldn't be surprised if this year maybe we have two guys go in the top ten at the wide receiver position. Yeah. You know, it just, again, what you have to also look at, the teams that need receivers, we, we talked about the Dolphins. Yeah. I expect the Jets to go with Zach Wilson, so I don't think that's going to happen. The Bengals could be a team that maybe. So you got the Dolphins, the Bengals, the Eagles, the Lions at number seven. They, they all could use receiver help. Yep. Carolina, the Broncos, and the Cowboys, and the Giants at 8, 9, 10, and 11. And then the 49ers at 12. And then really the Chargers at 13 do not need receiver help. So it's going to be about those teams we first mentioned there. And are they going to, you know, bite the hook? Or are they yeah. going to wait till later on and maybe the top of the second round to get a guy they like? Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean Every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. (laughs) Well. Ooh, yeah. That happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. Okay, so let's go. You've done the work. You looked at like what, 30 receivers? About 30. So yeah. let's go kind of speed round style yeah, cool. for some of these, all right? And yeah. we'll start with speed round style. Your honorable mention. Can yeah. we do that? Yeah, you lead them off. Do you, have you, want, me do you want me to read them? Do you want me to read back your honorable yeah, you mentions just say, here? Yeah, you just say and We'll go one by one. Okay. Whatever you want to do. North Texas. Yeah. Jalen Darden. Ooh, like one of my favorite watches. There are a weapon. You know, again, this is a guy that fits into like I was talking about earlier. It's, it's Hollywood Brownish, right? It's, it's, that, it's KJ Hamler. It's that type of guy. But like 
small slot jitterbug who has incredible speed and acceleration. Like this guy might be like I, I wrote down. He he could have four two speed in in the forties. Mm. I wouldn't be shocked. Wow, it's that type of speed. You know, plays tough, can run routes. Um, I really liked him. He is a weapon, and I just read there's no doubt, you know, for me, he's a top 50 pick in the NFL draft. Jalen Darden has some of the best First, quote, quotes out there. He said, slow feet, don't eat. And he also said, making someone miss is like waking up in the morning and brushing my teeth. I got to do it every day. Got to. Well, he, the, <laughs> the, the, the one of the, the, the first guy never makes a tackle on, on Jalen Darden. Yeah. Never. It really is. So his ability to make people miss and then shoot up field is really special. Like, I mean, it's top of the line. In this day and age in the NFL, too, I'm not worried about 5'9", 174, the way that offensive coordinators move guys, stack guys, and do all that stuff. He's my number one. Just because of those two quotes, he goes to number it's one. A good, those are good quotes. On Ahmed's list. Uh, from Louisville, Tutu yeah. Atwell. Same type of guy. Same type of guy. Similar. I mean, there's nothing not to like about Tutu Atwell other than just like a Jalen Darden. It's just it's small. It's really small. Okay. But – but, like, top-of-the-line, you know, ability to change directions, you know, burst in and out of breaks. And then, you know, the top-end speed, again, it's 4-3 range. You know, this is why I, you, I said it. There's eight or ten guys to me that are, are top-50 pick material because they're game-breakers. You know, he has got a really, really special talent that way. And, like, a legit superstar slot receiver – but also like that weapon ability like we talked about, like the Tyree kill or whatever, where you can give him a speed sweep and he could turn the corner and go up 80 yards for a touchdown. So he's in your honorable mention as yeah. well, as is Marquez Stevenson out of Houston. Yes, I mean, more of a straight liner. I'm going to say he's a step below those guys that I just talked about. Not quite the route runner, all right? A little bit more of like a Denzel Mims who came from Baylor last year. Okay. Uh, as far as just a straight line, if there's an alley to go straight away, he's going to outrun you and make some things happen. He can outrun you just going deep and doing all that. Maybe not as quite as quick or as physical as some of these guys with the ball in his hands and making people miss that way. But, like, the, the speed is undeniable. And we think he's another guy that's probably a 4-3-40 type of guy. Weirdly, Western Michigan has produced some wide receivers yeah. in the NFL. Dwayne Eskridge could be another one, you say. Well, it's the same kind of guy. It's like it's where it's like these smaller slot receivers yeah. who have superstar top end speed to go on the outside and beat you that way. Right. But just like Tutu Atwell or Darden, you know, I would say you know, Tutu Atwell, Darden from North Texas, and Eskridge. I think they're – I would put them in a group right outside that top six where I'd have the Houston guy below them. Okay. But, but the same type of thing. I mean, it, it's, it's – yeah, I wish they weighed a little bit more. There was a little more strength to their game. But it's not like – it's like so, oh, they're so small. If they get jammed, they're going to be all over the place. And, mm -hmm. you know, they're not going to be able to run the ball, catch the ball over the middle and do those type of things. You know, for the smaller type guys, I was really impressed with – you know, their, their fearlessness over the middle and how they did kind of weave in and, in and out of traffic and all of that. So, yeah. yeah, there's another guy to me. Again, the NFL, as you heard me say during the year, it's about homers and strikeouts. You know, guys that can catch a six-yard out route, that's cool, and we want them on our team. 
But I want guys that can catch 60-yard bombs, and that's what we're looking for here. It's elite traits, and these guys have elite traits, and that's usually what determines whether you go in the first or second round. Remember when we cloned that sheep, Dolly? Yeah. What if they've done it with NFL wide receiver? What if they've just cloned a bunch of these guys? Because they're all in the same mold. It, Twitchy. It, I mean, fast. really, I, I, you know, as I sit here and look at it, I wish I could go through and flip through all. But, like, Darden is 5'9", 174. Yeah. Tutu Atwell, 5'9", 165. Yeah. It's all the Hollywood Brown, K.J. Hamler type of guy. Right. Where, yeah, in the old days, people would have been scared. But now with the rules about hitting protected receivers over mm-hmm. the middle. Yeah, that's And the true. way receivers are used and offenses and moved around like we talked about. I don't think that fear is nearly as big as what it was, you know, 10, 15 years ago. Okay, time to get grilled by the homies. Right. They don't even know your rankings yet, but Boom. they're ready to grill you. Ready to grill me. Uh, Garnett West. You're why an is, idiot. Why is, yeah, these rankings are terrible. I can't wait to see them. Uh, no. <laughs> why is Rashad Bateman from Minnesota not getting the recognition, recognition like the others? There's seriously no weakness in his game. Like Rashad Bateman, mm-hmm. he's a mid-round pick. It's a good question, but Rashad Bateman would be the poster child of like how we started off the podcast. When you talk about, you know, the stats and some of the nuanced things you can look into are misleading. Mm-hmm. You know, first off, they have a pretty good offense in Minnesota. Second off, they put him in the spot to always kind of be the game plan play. Hey, we're going to do all of this so you can catch the ball and be wide open on the yeah. eight-yard out route and the slot route, right? Here we got, we got three receivers out here. You're the inside of three. These two guys on the outside, we're going to create all the space to now where you can be the main guy that catches the ball. So there's good there, but there's nothing elite about his play. And he would scare me to death on the outside, you know, as far as against like legit NFL corners to where I would think he'd have a hard time separating. So he's kind of a big slot that way. Mm. He, could, he could have a, a solid career in the NFL. I'm not trying to say anything like that. But to me, he has no traits that say he's a top 50 picks. He's really elite at this aspect. And that's why, you know, he'll go in the first two rounds. I'd be shocked. I think he's kind of a late third, fourth round type guy. It, is he similar? Remember Van Jefferson last year in Florida? I think sure. different. I think Van's smaller, right, and yes. a different kind of a player. But the idea was that, okay, older, he did a lot in college, can do a lot of things really yes, well. And, right. like, you can put him right into an offense right now, but you don't think that there's necessarily that athletic upside. No, I think, like, Vance had more athletic ups, upside. Like, yeah. at least with Vance, I got to see a lot of SEC, ooh, you're man-to-man, this guy's a good corner, and he could make the – he could – oh, guys from uh, Auburn right. who are both in the first round, I can make him miss and – and, and get open and do that stuff. He was a really nuanced, really quick, great route runner. Bateman, I'm not going to say, is, is that. You know, he's a good route runner, but not a great route runner. Doesn't have some of those skills Van Jefferson has. But still, a slot guy with some size and dependable hands and played some football, and he'll find a role on the team for sure. Ben Money Morris. Yeah. Why do you hate the Big Ten? Rondale Moore from Purdue Ooh. went from a ton of hype two years ago. Yeah. To not a lot this year. Why is that? Well, because it, he's obviously had inj- injury issues. Yeah. There's got to be. He's played seven games over the last two years. So that says it all. Mm-hmm. It, to me, was one of the more disappointing watches of all. Really? Well, I, I watched him a lot as a freshman. I don't know why that year I kept turning on Purdue games and just <laughs> happened to be on. Yeah. I, and, and, 
I kept going, oh my gosh, this kid's a superstar. Uh-huh. He's going to be, we're going to be talking about him for a top 20 pick in two years. Kentucky Gatorade Player of the Year in high school. Right. You know, um, what is it? The, the Brom, the coach there at Purdue, he was the one that got him there. I think yeah. that's what kind of got my eye on him a little bit. But there, there is a lack of explosiveness and speed in his game that he lost with these injuries over the last two years. Mm-hmm. I don't know any other way to say it. He's the kind of guy that he, he's probably going to get drafted in the middle of the draft, but hopefully somebody's got the inside track on, ooh, but he'll be okay in a year or two from now. Or, right. you know, or we can waste this fifth-round pick. We got a few extra late-round picks. Let's take it on him because he could be a star in a few years. But the injury history, the size of the player, and then the way the film looks this last year – there's just a, there's no way you could take him in, in the top two rounds of this draft. Mike Twice, what do you think of Nico Collins from Michigan? No one's talking about yeah, him. Yeah, well, Nico's good. He's going to have a role in the NFL, too. It's a little bit more like the Bateman thing. You know, the thing I like about Nico is he's a man, okay? That's the first thing I'll say. I mean, his game is predicated on his size and his strength. I'm covered. Arr, get off me. It doesn't matter. I'm still going to catch the ball. He's really good that way. But, like... Route running and speed are less than as far as we're talking about first two rounds, first three rounds of the NFL draft. No. I mean, I, I, I wrote, I think he's probably a high 4-5, maybe low 4-6 type of guy. Yeah. But guys like this, too, can be better in the NFL than they are in college. Hmm. If he can play like the slot a little bit and show the ability to run routes in there, you know, the big slot is a real thing in the NFL. And to be able to go over the middle and – you know, catch the ball in the trash between linebackers and safeties is a real thing. So I like the player. I just don't love him, and he's not, he's not elite as far as, you know, the top guys in the draft. So a couple more here. Yeah. Uh, Jaime Escobedo, seven. Yeah. What do you think about Tylen Wallace from Dude, Oklahoma State? Oklahoma State? Yeah. You know, really crafty, smooth athlete, not a great route runner, and not great speed. Now, you're going to get fooled because you're going to see some big plays. It's Oklahoma State. It's the Big 12. There's always big plays. It's a flag football game. So you can't get fooled by that sometimes. But, you know, just from the pure, again, you know, top-end speed, explosiveness, no. To me, this is the guy that's, you know, big slot, understands how to, you know, work the middle of the field, find holes, do things like that. He's very good at catching the ball when he's covered. But there's just not enough pure you know, physical ability for me to sit here and tell you that he's in the right. class of some of those other guys. And I'm just, let me, let me just. I was um, just going to say, like, Chris has been doing these last few just off recall alone here, which it, is an amazing feat. I, I mean. am. Well, I, I mean, I got to Nico eventually, like, as I just sit here and look, but I just wanted to make sure I don't, you know, you know, the other thing that Tylon bothered me a little bit, you know, doesn't make anything happen after the catch. Yeah. I think that would be something I should have said for him, Rashad Bateman. And really Nico Collins. Nico Collins probably makes the more, most happen after the catch because at least he can break arm tackles and run through people with his power that way. But uh, I think, you know, it's good natural hands. He's got great body control, but he's not a great, uh, great route runner. Doesn't make a whole lot happen after the catch. You know, and overall, the, the speed was not special to scare people. Okay. And I had too many clips of where I pe- people jammed him in the line of scrimmage, and that's, that scares me too. Uh, Dan Sulis, 
Yeah. says, do you consider Kyle Pitts more of a receiver than a tight end? So he's at Florida. Yeah. A lot of people think he sure. is awesome. Right. Um, and will be the number one tight end on a lot of lists out there. Yep. Yours is coming in a few weeks. Did you look at Kyle Pitts at I, all? I've just seen him seen in him? crossover stuff, yeah. right? Okay. You know, when I'm watching other receivers, of course, Kadarius I'm watching Tony. Kadarius Tony. Okay. You know, I watched, I'm, I've already watched a lot of the DBs. So, of course, SEC has a lot of the good NFL DBs. Right. I've seen him there. I mean, it, I'm gonna I'm gonna rank him as a tight end, so I don't have him a part of this. Yeah. Um, there's like, there's nothing not to like about the guy. I mean, he can do everything. I do think it's still a tight end, though. You know, again, where and tight ends can be drafted in the top ten, as we know. I mean, he can if you can do everything, you become quite a mismatch and a and an issue for defenses all that way. But just as compared to like our top five receivers. I, I don't look at it and go, oh, my gosh, he's explosive like that, right? Yeah. He's a guy that you're going to be able to put out there, and he is going to be able to beat DBs with his ability, but his size to go along with it. Um, but, but I am evaluating as a tight end, and he's certainly impressive. I just got to look a little deeper there. All right, last one. Yeah. T. Greasy. T. Greasy. Says, who has the highest ceiling and highest floor? I always think that's a hard one to answer because – it seems like if you put a guy number one, you think, like, he can have the highest. Like, he could be the Hall of Fame wide receiver. Um, so, it seems like Chase probably to you has the highest ceiling, right? No? I honestly think he has the highest floor. Oh. Okay? So, that's where I'll go with him first. Okay. I think he's the safest bet. You know, let him be a – Pro Bowl wide receiver for years to come. I think? think he's got definitely multiple Pro Bowls in his game. Yeah. I just don't see any, like, thing to where I would scare me, okay. right? Okay, we talk about Devontae Smith and Deami Brown, okay? They're a little slender, you know, or they track guys, all that stuff. Okay, there's a little negativity there. Listen, I think all those guys have pretty high floors, really. But yeah. I think, like, ceiling? Ceiling. Ceiling, I really think maybe Smith and... Deami Brown might have higher ceilings than Jamar Chase. Ah. Yeah, I, I think there's, there's the possibility of that. I do. Just because I think their speed is that special that I look at them and their ability to run routes. Like Chase still has groom to grow as a route runner. Out of like the top four, he is by far the least polished route runner of, the other, of, the, of that group, you know, between him uh, you know, or guy from uh, Waddle from Alabama, Smiths, you know, right. and Deami Brown. He is the least polished route runner. He's just doing it with his pure ability for the most part. Yeah. But yeah. I, I honestly think I'm going to say Deami Brown or Deontay Smith might have the highest ceilings. Mm. Jamar Chase has the highest floor. Interesting. Interesting. All right, good. I good? think that I think and was there all? anything else that no. any other players? I mean, no. we went through a lot of them. I you, think there's a few other guys I'm going to go through. I mean. Hey, there's some other guys that certainly are worthy of the conversation of being a third and fourth round pick, uh, and maybe we'll revisit. But it's a good good group altogether, and I'm very excited about the top, you know, eight nine guys in, in this draft as far as receiver is concerned. It is interesting to see. Is this like a two year thing where we've just had you know, great wide receivers, great no. elite top threes, or are we starting to get to a world where we can produce wide receivers like this yeah. every few years? Every few years. 
The, the, we're getting the, better at producing wide receivers. Like we, we, we are. I don't think it's. I don't. I think it's going to be a, a thing you're going to see. I think you're going to see the wide receiver market get devalued. You know, like, kind of like a running back. You're like, we can find a guy in the third round that might be exactly a game breaker. For exactly. Us. I think there's a few things that play into that. It's a good conversation. But the first thing is, I think all the guys like Kadarius Tony in the world. Yep. They would have been running backs like 20 years ago. Hmm. They would have been DJ Moore at Maryland. They would have all been like, I'm a tailback. I'm a tailback. I'm a tailback. All those guys, I think, have gone, hey, fuck playing running back. I'm going to play receiver so I can have like a 10-year career and not only get one contract or contract as a running back, yeah. right? So I think you're, gonna, you're seeing more do that and more, you know, just with, again, like the quarterbacks, all the seven-on-sevens and the camps and things to go to. The receivers are just well-schooled that way. And I think you've also taken off to where this current athlete, this day and age, also, the kid who was like, I'm a 6'1", I'm going to try to be an NBA point guard. I think they've gone, no, you're not. Point guards in the NBA are 6'4", 6'5", you're not. Yeah. So go play another sport. And they, I think they've gone, well, I'll play receiver. I can do that. Interesting. I, I'll, yeah. I'll, I think you're seeing more of that, and I think that's why you're seeing more freaks at the position than ever before. Well, that was a, that was a deep dive Boom. into a lot of receivers. You did the work. And, Kristen, correct me if I'm wrong, right there was the first F-bomb. No, dropped. I think I had one other one. Did you have one other one that I I think I had I one missed? other one earlier. Oh, okay, only good. One only one I logged? Yeah. Okay. Chris may have slipped one in, unbeknownst to Kristen and myself. Well, I hope it wasn't during the Applebee's segment. <laughs> <laughs> hey, who knows? Applebee's is a fun place, you I know? Mean, people swear there. Yeah. What's their logo again? Uh, in the neighbor- feeling good in the neighborhood. Feel- feeling good and in the neighborhood. Sometimes in the neighborhood, I was F-bombs. always a big fan of their fries. Yeah. Like, their fries kill-, kill it. They had a quesadilla burger where it was like a quesadilla, yeah. but they just put a hamburger in there. Right. Always like that yeah, one. I, I don't know if they still do that. You but. That can't go wrong with that. Um, okay. Well, so next up on Wednesday... You're going to the people who are going to try to cover these guys yep. in the NFL. Got DBs and safeties. I mean, corners and safeties. And it's, it's an interesting group. There's a lot of hybrids. So I got my work cut out for me as far as how exactly I'm going to rank some of these guys. But either way, that's what we're going to be doing Wednesday. Safeties, corners, break that down. If you got any more questions about my wide receivers, rankings, and want to break that down anymore, I know I'm going to get done here and go, oh, I wish I would have said this about yep. this guy Always and said happens. that about that guy. But we'll dive into it more. Everybody be good. Tune in on Wednesday. Chris Sims on Button. Ahmed, you the man. Clap it up. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince. Rag and Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939.